Well, in the 2010-2011 season, some interesting rule changes in effect, and uh, here to talk about uh, those rule changes with us is the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. First of all, let's talk about the hybrid icing rule. I think it, I think maybe one of the most interesting changes. Uh, tell us how that's going to work. Well, you know, it, the misconception is that it's a race to the, the dots, and it's not. Um, the decision will be made at the dot, no later than the dots, um, as to who's going to potentially possess the puck. If it's deemed a tie, if both players have the same opportunity to get to the puck, then it will be icing. If the defender, who has to go all the way to the dot, it's apparent that he's going to uh, get the puck, then it's um, it's icing. If if it's apparent that the offensive player is going to get possession of the puck, then uh, they can wave it at any time. So uh, one of the things that, that, that is a little bit different is, again, the defender has to get to the dot no matter what. So if you're, if you know, if you're, you get your goalie pulled and there's 10 seconds left in the game and they shoot the puck down the ice and it's obvious that you're going to get the the def, the, the, the defending team, the, the non-icing team is going to get the puck. They still have to get to the dot in order for the whistle to be blown or at least get possession of the puck if it comes back on the end board. So, um, you know, they they think it'll speed up the game and when they say speed up the game, they don't mean the game itself. They mean the time it takes to play a game. Because there'll be fewer whistles. Because there'll be fewer whistles and uh, create some foot races and hopefully open up the game a little bit. The the concern on the coach's part is that it's basically the obtainable pass rule, just a little more ice. So now it doesn't even have to be obtainable. So the the fear on the coach's side is that it might take some of the skill out of the game because now you can just get the puck and whack it down the ice and as long as you get it first, it's not icing. So now how's that going to work then? Let's say the puck gets shot the length of the ice, comes around the boards and comes back up. So it's actually up past the dots. How will that work then? Well, if, if, if one of the teams has the opportunity to possess it, then they possess it, and that's, that throws the rest of it off. The other part of it is the goalie can't leave the net to play the puck. So wraps become very, very questionable. Um, again, you know, they, they've reminded us there's going to be um, a period where the, the, the referees and the lines are going to have to acclimate themselves to this rule. What concerns me is they're going to have to watch the puck they're going to have to watch two guys racing for the puck, yeah. and they're going to have to watch the goalie. Now, you know, I've got three kids, <laughs> and unless they're all in my, vi- you know, uh, direct vision, I'm going to have a tough time keeping track of all those three things. Um, and I, I think that's where it might get interesting, you know. Um, I think we've got to take some blame, too, because what happens is, you know, they, they make these rules, and then all the coaches try to figure out ways to exploit them to their own benefit. So um, it'll be interesting to see how many wraps, um, you know, and, and what, how, the, how the linesmen and referees handle the calls. But um, the good news is, you know, we've got the best refs and linesmen in college hockey, so if any league is going to be able to handle it, we will. You mentioned the, the the aspect of the rule regarding the goaltender. If the goaltender leaves the crease, then icing is supposed to be waved off. Uh, so what are you telling your goaltenders now on how to deal with that rule change? Well, you know what? Anybody that wants to play in pro hockey, they've got the trapezoid anyway. So it, that somewhat limits their ability to play the puck. Um, you know, they're going to have to make quick judgments. No different. They're really, you know... We don't want our goalies out of the net too much, you know. You can set the puck up for the defenseman. Uh, you know, if, if you either think that a the other team's going to get it and you can stop it and set up set it up and you can make that judgment in a quick quick amount of time then go ahead go try to set that thing up um but other than that stay in the net you know uh it might simplify things on their front so um again much like 
you know, our first game, we're trying to see how, uh, you know, our team is prepared. This is a rule that we're going to kind of grow with as it goes along and, and see what, what sort of skill sets we're going to have to work on with our goalies. You talked about the referee having to watch a, a couple of guys, a couple of things at once. Won't the goalie have to do the same thing? He's going to have to keep an eye where the puck is, also the players coming down, and the, the official as well, just to see whether or not icing's been waved off. If, if it is waved off and he has a chance to get to it, he should go get it. Yes, the the advantage he has is that he's facing the play. So unlike the referee that might have to pivot and look forward and backwards, he's going to have the play directly in front of him. So yes, at the end of the day, um, when goalies get in trouble, uh, they're they're wishy-washy about their decision-making or they get the puck and they're wishy-washy. You know, make strong plays, make quick decisions. That's what we tell our goalies all the time. And so along those lines, the decisions may be different, but the, the, the same standard uh, holds, holds true. Make your decisions quick. Make your plays strong and quick. Another rule change, uh, contact to the head, uh, trying to crack down, I guess, on some of those uh, hits to the head that were or more, I guess, uh, the in- intentional variety. Uh, the referee will have the opportunity to assess the major penalty disqualification if he thinks that it, uh, the foul is flagrant enough. Uh, how do you see this rule working out? Um, I don't know. You know, uh, hey, at the end of the day, if the objective is is to uh, protect the student athletes from injury, you hope it has that effect. You know, uh, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt out there. Um, you know, what you also don't want is, um, you know, you don't want to change the game so significantly that it becomes no check. Uh, and and uh, again, I have confidence in our officials. Uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, they don't want to use the word intent. But targeting of the head, um, you know, if, if, you, if you hit the guy on the shoulders and you run up to the head just based on the laws of physics, then, um, you know, that's not viewed or not supposed to be viewed as targeting the head. Um, you know, what you don't want is a penalty for uh, a too good a hit. Um, you know, again, the student-athlete's safety is first and foremost in everybody's minds. But after that, you want these guys to be able to play hockey. Another interesting change, the hand pass rule uh, would be uh, waved off now if, uh, if either it wasn't deliberate or the team doesn't gain an advantage. Do you like that change? You know, I think this game is hard enough to referee and, and do the lines on. I think that when you give, um, you know, when you, when you take away the black and white of did it touch his glove or not touch his glove, and then you make it and you, you add intent to it and, you know, interpretation, I just think you're making the referees and linesmen job, their job harder. Um, I know that we've got uh, the NCAA has uh, a, 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 a well-distributed uh, committee. Uh, Frankie Cole and his staff do a great job, as does Ty Halpin. Um, you know, I, I still wish there were some more, uh, there was some more feedback or ways to sort of bring the rules in slowly before we just automatically change them and then we're stuck with them for two years. I understand why it is the way it is, but I don't know if it's the perfect system. The delayed penalties now uh, will be enforced even if a goal is scored. Uh, we were just talking about this uh, before we turned the, the mic on, but uh, apparently not in the case of a major penalty. But uh, do you like that change as well? I do. I mean, I think it kind of makes sense. You know, um, a team can can pull their goalie at any given point. You know, not just when when the the other team has a delayed penalty. And so, if they score, why should that negate? Um, why should that negate the power play? Them pulling their goalie has nothing to do with whether there's a delayed penalty or not. Um, now, granted, they have an advantage because the other team can't touch the puck, but 
that was their own doing. So um, I do like it. Uh, I think it will lead to some goals. I do. And I'll tell you right now, it's something we're going to work on. Another change uh, at the puck shot out of play. Now uh, in the uh, in the defensive zone, uh, team will not be allowed to change. Uh, seems to be going in this direction of more, you know, when it, when a team was trying to gain advantages uh, in the defensive zone, looks like they're trying to take away some of those advantages, and that's one of those plays. I think there's probably a rule that follows up a rule. So you have the, a situation where now when you ice the puck, you can't change your forwards. You can't change your, your, your forward skaters. Um, okay, so off the next face-off, what do you want to do? You want to get a whistle so you can get those guys <laughs> off. I think what they found was a lot of times the puck was being shot out of the rink, and right. it was very hard to decide whether it was a delay of the game penalty. So um, this this takes that play, if you will, out of, uh, out of the repertoire. And here's a change that I think makes an awful lot of sense. If, if the puck is uh, shot out of play and it goes off the post, the draw stays in the zone, it just seems to make sense. It does, yeah, common sense, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good rule as well. So, you know, um, we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's, there's some rules in there that we really like and others that, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. And we've got them for two years regardless, so we're going to have to make adjustments either way. How much time do you end up having to spend each season or, or this season if, if – more changes have gone in effect than usual to, uh, to to get your players to understand them and also know how they should deal with the changes. I'll tell you, you know, uh, three years ago I didn't realize what tough shape our game was in. Uh, it seems like the last two years, the uh, two rule change, you know, there's been some pretty dramatic changes to our game. Um, so I quite a bit actually, you know. I mean, I wasn't in favor of the of the not being able to change after icing rule. I was worried about the student athlete safety and having tired guys out there, and um, it really hasn't. I thought it, it's worked out pretty well. So I'm confident, and I guess hopeful. It's probably the better word that these other rule changes will have that similar effect. Have we missed anything? I don't think so. Um, I can call timeouts now on defensive zone faceoffs if I if I feel you know late in the game if. Uh, you know, I feel like I've got tired guys out there, and and I can change my guys. So whatever team calls the timeout can change their their, their players. Which um, Tom Cronin, who's a referee in our league, uh, I I thought that was a rule to begin with, and I tried it down in Providence, and he set me straight. So I think he's referring to this as the Mark Dennehy rule, but I had nothing to do with it. But I'm glad it's in effect. Um, that would that make you more likely to try to keep your timeout to the end of the game? You know, it's one. It's funny we. Darren Yopik and I used to kid around, you know, they don't carry over, so what are yeah. we what are we saving them for, really? Um, usually, if, you, if in hindsight you think you should have called a timeout, you should have called a timeout, so don't hesitate. But, yeah, that might, that might get you to think twice about saving it because you, it has another purpose, there's another use to it. Um, you know, and I, I'm kind of making mental notes as we're talking here before the game so I don't screw any of these up. There's also one uh, that at the end of the period the, um, the home team has to stay at their bench so the away team can go. Uh, those are things that I think, you know, you'll probably hopefully not lose track of early on, but once you get used to doing it, you, you'll be used to doing it, and you'll go from there. Uh, I think those are the only two that, that I've, uh, I may not have uh, remembered. But, uh, again, it's, it's an area that I need to brush up on every year is, is uh, the rules and making sure I understand them. And I know uh, it's been told to me that Coach Parker is one of the best I mean, he knows that rule book inside and out, and, and uh, just like golf, it's there for your, it's there for your advantage. So I, it's something I should probably devour. 
Just a general question uh, then, I guess, as we wrap this up here. What sort of, in, uh, I guess, uh, input do the coaches have with the rules committee and, and trying to make changes? I know there was the controversy and over the summer with the, the, the icing rule and, and shorthanded icing rule and so on, uh, but, but what sort of input do you guys have? Um, obviously, coaches are control freaks, so they'd like to have more than, than we do. Uh, but I think it's also evidenced that by the... the sort of fallout from uh, the, the, the one rule that was looked to be coming our way, which was the uh, not being able to change, not being able to ice the puck shorthanded. Um, you know, there was sort of a, a, an uproar there, and that rule was was not put in. So uh, I guess the answer is probably we, 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 have, we have as much as we need. Uh, I know we'll have Tim Whitehead on the rules committee um, representing all the Division One coaches, uh, you know, and... Um, Tim is someone that has always solicited people's uh, suggestions and advice, so um, I think we're in good shape there. And, uh, you know, we've got these rules for the next two years, so there's really not much we can do with them. There's really not much the committee can do uh, until next next year, um, except for monitor what's in and what's out. The obtainable pass rule didn't last long. I want to ask you actually one more question then now that I think of it. Uh, there's been a, a push or a movement uh, in some circles to try to reduce or eliminate ties in the game. Uh, what are your thoughts in that regard? And if you do think the ties should be eliminated, what's the best way to go about it? I, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's like, again, I didn't realize it was that big of a problem until it was purported that it's a big problem. Um, you know, it, 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 to me, it's equity in the game, you know, and, and, uh, I think there are good ties and there are bad ties, and you know I think we have things in place like overtime now, and uh, I don't think it's that big of an issue. I really don't. Uh, the games usually get sorted out pretty good, um, so that's my take. And I don't think it needs to be be fixed. I think one one rule that does need to be seriously looked at, and I think it is being looked at, is the half shield. Um, you know, as as a as a coaching body, we unanimously unanimously recommend we take the full face guard off and, and go to a legitimate half shield. We think the technology's there. Um, there are no, um, no data that would suggest that concussions would go up. Um, you know, would there be, uh, you know, facial cuts uh, maybe increase potentially? Um, I think, again, and I don't want to put words in, in, in the coach's mouth, but we think the game would slow down a little bit. We think it would be a little more controlled. And, and hopefully what you would, again, touch wood, what you would um, help to reduce is the number of serious injuries where guys hit the boards. Because, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are so well-equipped, they feel like they're immortal. They're in shells of armor. And, uh, you know... If you took the helmets off of football players, they wouldn't be using their heads as torpedoes, that's for sure. So we're almost at the point where they're so well protected. Hey, listen, you know what? You want to protect their eyes. We understand that. You know, you want to protect their brains. We get that. Um, but I think that, that the NCAA is seriously looking at it, and I think it would help hockey in a big way if, if we went, went to the half shield. One of the things I always thought was strange about that was that you've got the, these players are coming in large part from, from places where they can use the half shield and then they come here they play in college where they can't and then they're going to go on and play and be able to use it again it's the only it's it's the only um environment in in that age group that requires it every other uh league every other country uh it is not required over a certain age so um 
We're the only ones to do it. Uh, Paul Kelly and his team at, at College Hockey Inc. have put forward a, a pretty good proposal to the NCAA, uh, who didn't even want to hear the argument for years, mm. and uh, and they're listening now. So um, why weren't they listening? Well, I think it had been brought to the table so many times and shot down that it was something that they just felt like you know this doesn't need to be on the agenda. Yeah, I was always, always under the impression that it had a lot to do with insurance. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. It it could. Um, you know, I just think that, it, that the time's right. We need to really consider uh, going to the half shield and taking the full cages off. I think it would really protect the players um, to some of those serious injuries we talked about. And uh, again, it does. We would be following suit with with uh, our peers internationally, and um, I think it's the right thing to do. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. As always, uh, very interesting rule changes this year. We'll keep an eye on them, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's the most I talked about rules, I think, in, uh, in my existence. So uh, I'm glad I, I know them all. All right. Thanks again.